1: Welcome to the world inside your phone, where everyone is expected to act one way their whole life.
2: Ah snap! Ow! My name is Gene, and I'm supposed to be a meh. You know, like meh. Who cares? But my problem is I have more than one emotion. Check this out.
0: Huh? Huh? <laughs> Son, please tell me you weren't laughing just now.
2: Hello, everyone, and also fuck you for choosing the Emoji Movie in this Patreon Power Special.
1: Watch Desider's Club, episode 30-something. Where would this rank alongside the worst movies you've ever seen? There is something, I don't even know how it was as bad as it was, you know? Because it wasn't that long, and that's mainly my thing. I think some of the ways that it was as bad as it was would be in premise. See? Remarkably unclear premise. And then within the premise, the choice of protagonist, uh, the idea that we are going to watch a movie around someone whose defining characteristic is a desire to be meh. Um, was also an area where the movie failed. uh, And, yeah, plot then. I I mean, they're all bundled into the same sort of package of... um, of shit. I actually just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I was so taken by how bad it was, I wanted to know what the review was. And so often the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, I find, is a really accurate descriptor of, you know, it sort of boils down the issue with the movie to its component parts. So the emoji movie got 7% on the Rotten Tomato meter. And mm. the critics' consensus, which is where they have that sort of pithy one-to-two-sentence description. yeah. At first I thought the web page wasn't loading because I couldn't see it. But then I looked a little closer and they've just used an emoji, which is the red circle with a strike through the middle. Wow. As if to say, no. They
2: used an emoji to describe the emoji movie. Take that, filmmakers. They really hammered him. And it
1: it, it tickled me pink because um, it is accurate. This should not have been made. Yeah. Should not have been chosen. Should not have been watched.
2: Um. I kind of don't want to talk about it at all, because I feel like that's giving that's giving them too much credit. What did we watch it for, then? I don't know, man. It was really awful. I didn't like it. I don't know why. It wasn't even... I can't... This is a hard one. This is difficult. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start with, who was this movie made for? Jittery teens. Unmedicated, hyperactive...
1: 13-year-olds. No, they can't be hyperactive because I'm, uh, I've got a pretty mellow sort of disposition and uh, pretty sound attention span at this juncture in my life, I think. Yeah. And that was unsit-throughable. Right. Uh, I think it was made for teens. I think it was made for an idea of a very vaguely painted idea of a teen. The concept of a teen. This was made for the concept of a modern teen at the time of making, which was 2017. And... Uh, I just want to quickly ask you, Tim. Yeah? Outside of the context of this podcast, are you a completionist? Are you someone who, if you pick up and start a book, you feel an obligation to yourself to finish the book, no matter how much or little you're enjoying it? Generally speaking, yeah, I need to get to the bottom of what I've started. Would that be true of a TV
2: series? Mm, not always for TV series, Maybe especially when episodes? there's lots of seasons.
1: A, and a, a book, yes. And a movie? Yeah, I, I need to get to the end of the film. You need to get to the end of the film. I need to get to the end of the film. When's the last time you didn't finish a movie?
2: The only one I can remember, and I know it's happened, I think, twice ever, was Save the Last Dance. With Julia Stiles. Mm. I love that movie. I hated it. But this is probably... A long time ago. 20 years, maybe. Uh, Honestly,
1: it could have been 20 years ago. Do you feel a temptation to do it? like Watching this movie, within seconds...
2: Mm. Here's what's bad about it, and here's how you find out that it's bad right from the get-go. There is wall-to-wall exposition and dialogue to explain a concept so convoluted, it just makes you question how they managed to wrangle the tens of millions of dollars involved to put this project together. Here's the idea that the Emoji Movie wants you to think would be a fun idea for a film. There are a bunch of emojis living in your phone... And the way that we select emojis is we see a representation of them on the keyboard. And then when we hit them inside the phone, there's all of these living emojis, which then have to be scanned by a laser every time you use one. And that scan is what renders into your message. It could be your Facebook messenger, your WhatsApp, your text, what have you.
1: Well, I mean, arguably, yes, but the emojis in this film deal entirely, they live entirely inside of the text messaging function of the the protagonist the, the, the boy's cell phone. Because um, okay, they're unfamiliar I they're, don't
2: care enough to argue with you, but I don't think that's right. They're
1: unfamiliar with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they journey to all of these apps. That's true. Presumably paid for placements. And those are all sort of a new part of the adventure. If you want to know why the
2: proletariat is rising up to elect Bernie Sanders and burn capitalist America as we know it to the ground... Look to the Emoji movie as
1: evidence of what capitalism can do to art if left unchecked. Can I just say, in explaining why I thought a very small and insignificant and technical part of what you're saying was factually inaccurate with reference to the movie, I think we may have stumbled into a more interesting prospect, which would be, you know how emojis render differently on different apps? Mm. Imagine a film wherein the emojis from the messenger function of your phone meet... The Twitter versions of themselves, or the Facebook versions of themselves. Hey, now that's fun. That's kind of a doppelganger thing. You've got crisis of identity,
2: you've got, you know, is, is uh, tribalism, is one set better than the other? These are some juicy themes. This is not what the Emoji Movie is. It's, the Emoji Movie is about, we follow the journey of Gene, who is a defunct meh emoji, who is broken... So he he keeps rendering different
1: faces when it's his time to shine. As an emoji, your your sole purpose and operation in life is to represent only one expression or and he's thing. Meh, meh, m e h, sort of indifference, I believe, would be the longer word for it. And it does, it, yeah, it's his job, and he can't do it, and he gets selected as a text message. So, as, in addition to not caring about the emojis within the film. The film also goes to trouble of making sure we don't care about the, the characters, the people who use the emojis to communicate with one another, who yeah, are distilled two, to just a, a boy and a girl who like each other. Two layers operating, neither of which work.
2: And a third, juicy cherry on the shit Sunday, which is uh, the star of the show is
1: TJ Miller, who I believe has since been cancelled. I think it was cancelled almost at the time of release. I feel like uh, Cancellation has been sort of desperately trying to latch itself onto TJ Miller and the guy's oiled up to some degree because it, it can't quite stick. I, I haven't heard hide nor hear from him for a little while. He's touring. He's selling out shows. Uh, yeah. I've just been scooching around on uh, the Emoji movie, out what he's up to
2: Twitter account. And then and uh, while the guy ancillary. is, by
1: all accounts, a deplorable figure, um, he's, his voice is, is one of the few things I think they've got. Like, his voice talent... I can see the merit in the casting. Do you know Alana Glazer was supposed to be the hacker? What happened? Don't know. IMDB didn't tell me. I didn't mind. They had Anna Faris as the hacker and I didn't mind that. Yeah, it was fine. Reuniting the Yogi Bear crew. The animation style was good. And everything else was
2: bad. It was a real waste. They ripped off the concept of a lot of the stuff from Reboot. Do you know about Reboot, guy?
1: Don't know about Reboot, Tim.
2: Reboot was seminal to my childhood. This was a show made by the Canadian Broadcasting Channel, and it was the first ever fully computer animated series. It starred Enzo, a young boy, and Bob, his sort of caretaker that wasn't quite his dad but took on a fatherly figure. They were sprites inside of a computer, and there were GameCubes that would land on them and thrust them into a different environment. There were other characters. They lived inside the mainframe. The baddie was hexadecimal from memory, and it was fucking awesome. It got real dark because it was a kid show, and, you know, it was an adventure series, but somewhat lighthearted. But then I'm pretty sure fucking Bob died in the end of one of the seasons, like season three. And then there was this huge like amount of time that passed. And then season four kicks off and Enzo's growing up to be Bob's age. And he's like this grizzled dude who's been on the internet. It was wild. He had tattoos and a beard and shit. It sounds good. It was great. And this just ripped off so many elements from Reboot, but without that cool, almost
1: cyberpunk for kids edge to it. Yeah, the problem with this movie, I can almost see how it got made, which was whoever pitched it sort of said, so I'm thinking about a movie that goes behind the scenes of emojis, which is intriguing enough as a, a prospect. Is it? I think so. I can see how if you're pitching a movie for kids or teens and you say, hey, kids use emojis all the time. Imagine if there was a world behind the screen where they live their own lives and they get all sorts of mischief and hijinks. And you go, that's intriguing. Well, tell me about the plot. And it's sort of from that point where the entire pitch unraveled. And then I feel like it maybe got greenlit just on the basis of the elevator pitch and at no point... I I often think about if I'm trying to conceive of an idea myself, or I'm watching an idea. There are certain things that, certain questions that, you know, you can ignore in the hopes that you're ignoring that means that all audience will also ignore them and not acknowledge them. Mm. And this movie felt like it was constantly asking itself questions about the laws of the universe and the rules of logic that you know all of the characters had to abide. And it was asking them at every turn, and it never had the right answer. And so. Instead of just ignoring it, yeah. it had asked it, and then they panicked, and they would move on to a different, also unanswerable question, and so it was just pivoting from sort of convoluted, nonsensical idea to, to the next
2: to the next, and it, it, you just it, need to have the confidence to not ask the question. Exactly, just and it, take me there. It, At it, one point, we're in Just Dance, which is a, a dance app game thing. We just take a break from the movie to explain what the rules of Just Dance are. I'm watching a fucking movie. I'm not playing the game. Don't give me this. I don't want your rules.
1: Yeah. It's bullshit. Conversely, in the other scene where we watch a game being played in the movie Candy Crush, they had the fucking decency at least to not... No, actually, do you know what? They do explain how Candy Crush works. It's just instead of it being from the voice uh, of the host of Candy Crush, the characters are explaining it to one another. We watch characters play Candy Crush. apps must have bankrolled this movie. Oh,
2: yeah. I think what you're saying about how this movie got made is entirely incorrect. I think Mark Zuckerberg, in a cocaine binge, went, how can I fuck up a younger generation to grab them as part of my fold, as part of the tribe?
1: But this movie's not and a they way to said, do that.
2: kids movie. And he said, what are you talking about? And someone said... Kids love emojis. We're going to make an animated film about what they do, where they come from, and what they're all about. And then he went to his office and pulled out a briefcase that had 68 million US dollars in it, gave it to the person, said,
1: Make the film. Is that how much this movie costs? I don't know. I'm guessing. It doesn't feel like it's wrong. Uh, it's very easy to complain about the movie, but it is. I feel we. How do we champion this? No, we don't need to champion it. There was one moment I enjoyed, I actually quite liked, the villain was played by a woman named, was a, a, an emoji called Smiler, who's a very smiling emoji, who within the lore of the film was the first ever emoji, played by a sort of very uh, overwhelmingly positive but also diabolically evil Maya Rudolph. I thought her performance was sound within the very limited range that she was given. At one moment, they enter the world of Instagram and you can see all the photos in front of you and they actually walk into one of the photos and the photo is then rendered in three dimensions so all of the characters are frozen and you can walk around and within the photo and admire different details and elements. And I thought that was the first time they really convincingly had fun or at least... <laughs> this is about 20 minutes before the movie ends, folks. Yeah, after a very confusing one hour and 15 minute runtime. And <laughs> th- these are sort of, those were sort of the moments that did well. But I think instead of just taking pot shots at it, because I do think yeah. that somewhere within this there is a movie that is of interest or you or at least a passable film like can we troubleshoot this together and try and build a serviceable
2: emoji movie i want to come i want to say yes and to you guy montgomery but I can't bring myself to do it. What do you want to talk about? I don't know because okay, anything and everything. I will. Spirit.
1: I will do it by myself, okay. and you can take all of this horrible energy that you, this movie has planted oh, within you, I hate it. and just direct it towards me. I so I will be it. an unflappable, positive presence as I try to fix this. All right. And I want you to You'll really be smiler. I want you to embrace. I'll be meh. Uh, yeah. This. Ha- that, the, I mean. Now we're getting into it. Well, no, but it's a it's a risky it is a risky proposition to have a movie like because it's I always think about it with show titles. You're opening yourself up to like the most dismissive reviews imaginable. When mm. you know the movie was about the journey of me, and I left feeling like I was it. You know, I was me. I don't know. They probably they're professional writers. Some of these reviews they do more than that. So, I think... You'd be surprised. Some of those film reviewers also suck. That's right. Some of them do. Not these two boys. The mad lads. The fucking crazy cats. Meow. I think what you need here... I want here, to watch Cats again. I don't want to watch a the emoji movie. movie. Uh, revealing the lives of emojis. I want to see how emojis are conceived. I want to see these sexless little you freaks. You want to see them fucking... I want to see them fuck. What's it called? Like, multi- reproduce.
2: Yeah. I want to see... Well let's get into it. How do you reckon these little dudes reproduce? We see quite a cavalcade of different emojis, so maybe they've all got different Do you reckon they're different species? Yes do you think I they... want to see some interbestial fucking between the emojis. They all seem to like be roughly the same size and communicate of a of a universal language. They're sort of that
1: classic they're rendered in that classic kids movie fashion Where they have expressive faces Arms and legs They understand the concept of attraction And emotion and love Yeah But beyond that It's sort of all left deliberately Who do vague. you want to see fuck In the emoji movie? I want to see devil Fuck shit They Sir had a Patrick, certain they, Yeah they had a certain sort Patrick uh, Stewart Back and forth I would love to see uh, The Trojan horse And the hacker Fuck Oh well, they're not emojis The Trojan horse? No The hacker was. No. She was a princess emoji emoji
2: hidden as a hacker. But there's no hacker emoji. But she was an emoji. Okay. So you want to see a princess fuck a horse? Yes. That is a real movie. It's called Debbie Does Dallas. You can watch that now.
1: Isn't that a snuff film? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. It's I not, hope not. It did, the movie you're describing didn't get a cinema release, right? It's just online. Uh, I,
2: this is pre-internet. Their movie, it's a bestiality movie from like the 70s or the 60s even. It's about a woman who fucks a horse, man. Is it a doco? Nah, man. It's not a doco.
1: It's a pornography. It is a pornographic material. Are some pornographic films documentaries by default?
2: <sighs> no. No. But some documentaries blended, could be pornographic, uh, I guess. Blended reality. I'm just saying, if you want to see a woman fuck a horse or a horse fuck a woman, how you want to put it? exists. I'm trying to fix the movie in front of us. I can't not, see a devil a
1: shit because those things aren't animated and, a, and they're not alive, you know? Well, unless Debbie is recognized by some established monarchy within the various different countries on earth. Yeah, that's true. That movie does not fulfill my hey, wish.
2: but guy, aren't all women princesses?
1: <laughs> i hope you get cancelled <laughs> i think i might after this episode uh so i think maybe just just spend more t- like don't worry so much about getting around the phone and showing us all of the apps just spend more time in textopolis <laughs> let us see the functionality of the city like i want to see these because if, if you have a, bo- a group of characters who can only perform the emotions that they're ascribed at birth mm-hmm Then let's see how that actually unfolds in a community. Like, there's there's a possibility within that premise. You know, you could see maybe happy wound up with uh, sad, and they live a married life together. You can see small domestic scenes. That's more interesting. But every time
2: that the concept of an emoji movie throws up the opportunity for interest, the movie veers the other way. Like Gene, who is the protagonist, who is the Matt emoji, is the child of two other. Meh emojis. So they just get on because they're both meh and they have a child who's also meh. Happy and sad, or like sad and I don't know, fucking crazy. Crazy equals a meh. Like, give me that, you know. Yeah. There's a story there. There's a lesson to be learned. We've all got our part to play. People are different. You don't have to have a partner who's exactly the same as you. We fill in each other's gaps, etc. But every opportunity they have to give me something, they fucking run the... They give me a six... I am not shitting you guys. A six-minute scene inside of Candy Crush. This movie just exists to shift apps, and that is the most depressing concept I've ever heard in my life. That is so
1: sad to me. Rome has fallen. Let's not forget that... um, James Corden also plays a prominent role in this film. And it didn't help. No one legend, James Corden. I would like to quickly read to you this uh, approved release on the synopsis of the film from uh, the, the studio, Sony well, like, Pictures Entertainment. I like that you prefaced it with approved. Sanctioned by, mm-hmm. written by, in fact. This movie unlocks the never-before-seen secret world inside your smartphone. Hidden within the messaging app is Textopolis, a bustling city where all your favorite emojis live, hoping to be selected by the phone's user. In this world, each emoji has only one facial expression, except for Gene, an exuberant emoji who was born without a filter and is bursting with multiple expressions. Relatable? I think so. Determined to become normal like the other emojis, Gene enlists the help of his handy best friend, High Five and the notorious codebreaker emoji, Jailbreak. Together, they embark on an epic app venture. Fuck you. Through the apps on the phone, each its own wild and fun world to find the code that will fix Gene. But when a great danger threatens the phone, the fate of all emojis depends on these three (laughs) unlikely friends who must save their world before it's deleted Forever. That's the synopsis. I'm lost in
2: that.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Blue Nile you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to Blue Nile and use promo code LISTEN to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more.
2: That's supposed to be a short, clarifying statement on what we can expect. And even that confuses me. And I've seen the fucking movie. i just watched does it. Does that sound fun to you? No. It sounds convoluted and insane. And S- not like a movie. It sounds like maybe a
1: video game. Sc- not a good one. Scrub it up. Tidy it up. What did you see? Give it to me in three sentences. Oh, okay. The synopsis of the film.
2: Um, the Emoji Movie. A story of finding out that. Fuck, it's hard. It's hard after just watching the movie. I feel drained. Little creative energy vampire that film was. It's something about being okay with yourself and not changing. The emoji movie. You're all good, man. So beyond the. You're all good. Beyond the. Wait. You're sweet. You're fine. It's okay. So People love you. Beyond...
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Really good. Beyond... Beyond the sort of commercial imperative of the film, you think when someone says, but what's the movie saying? Yeah. The core message is it's okay to be yourself. That's what this movie should be
2: saying and what it could have been saying. Yeah, I think it's probably what it tried to say. Because ultimately... um, this, you know they go on all their fucking adventures through the phone uh, to get to the source code so that the hacker can change it to fix gene but he doesn 't need to be fixed that's kind of the it's the, remarkable yeah, it? how long the movie feels for how short it is it, it is it is remarkable that 's the right word for it it's actually incredible i don 't understand how it had this effect inside of whatever the run... What did I say? It was like an hour 24 it's an hour. It's listed
1: as an hour 24, but they've got, I think, an eight-minute credit sequence. So you're, you're really much closer to an hour 15. Uh, towards the end of it, they arrive at, the drop, at Dropbox, which Dropbox is... Dropbox is in this children's film. You know that productivity app
2: Dropbox for you to use in your office? Yeah, that's in this children's movie for like, I don't
1: know, four-minute scene? And to upload themselves to the cloud they have to uh, get past this firewall. And when the three emojis arrive at the firewall, it's a very sort of sound piece of filmmaking because as someone watching the movie, you realize that you must also clear this firewall to be released from the prison in which you are trapped. In the instance of the emojis, it's the prison of forced normalcy. In the prison of watching the movie, it's knowing that you're watching the movie to completion. And the characters guess wrong several times to zero comedic effect. And yeah. you sort of sit there. They've laid it all out for you to know what the password is.
2: Also not what a firewall is or what it does. It's not a fucking password checker. You know, like, fuck.
1: You took a Just lot make
2: of, it a gate or something. You took
1: a lot of issue with the various different sort of technology, the, the use of technology and technological. Mainly right at the end.
2: Everything gets deleted, wiped from the phone. The phone's in the process of being basically reformatted at, at, like, a genius bar. Apple didn't pay any money to be in this picture. Not a cent. Do you respect that? You fucking A. Which, it's because... Of all Steve the, Jobs still alive? No. 2017. No, I think of all the, Of all the phone providers... Apple know better than to get involved in this hot mess. Which, which phone provider would you marry to this film? Nokia. This feels like a Nokia movie? Absolutely. It's desperate. It's a swing for the fences. It's a We're putting the whole house on this. It's um, Kmart and Grown Ups 2. Our marketing budget for this quarter is probably the last amount of promotional money we're going to spend to try and save the company before 3,000 Swedes lose their job. Put it all on thirteen black spin the fucking
1: wheel. Isn't it crazy to think when I was a teen, Nokia was sort of the a model of reliability. Untouchable it in the supremacy of the, the mobile market. You know, and actually it's quite a neat marriage because in the same way Sony represented the top end of electronics, the most high quality products, you know, the most desirable TVs or whatever. TVs. This is a Sony, is a Sony Pictures production. About a Nokia phone, I feel like Sony constantly shits the bed. But then
2: this movie made a lot of money, and I think Sony Pictures generally do. So who's really laughing?
1: Probably Sony. I tell you who's not laughing, Mister Sony. Tim nor guy are laughing, <laughs> and imaginably, no one listening to this podcast 6, is laughing. Six thousand
2: jokes they tried to cram into this movie. Every where did you get that information? Attempt, I just made it up. Like I, everything I keep I say. thinking it's real. You it's said it not. during the movie. There's just a relentless march of shit
1: gags reason one after that another. I think you're in such a foul mood. Because this room is deprived of oxygen and yeah, filled with we've CO2. we've been in this room for not just the length of the movie, but also the length of uh, work session and friend zone beforehand. <laughs> work session. And I asked you, I said, Tim, you need to go outside. Yes. Because it will make you feel alive. And you said, no, going that outside. That is my
2: sweet treat once I've completed the podcast. And it will be. And it looks so tempting out there. It's it's not right it's it's
1: it's, negatively, it's a We po- are
2: in the height of summer right now, and I'm going to estimate it's like 27 degrees centigrade, which is what like a hundred. That's out, out, that, what is it outside with a light breeze. Yeah, and we're in a um, completely non air conditioned
1: little box, non air conditioned, non ventilated. Mm. One of the walls is just glass, which really <laughs> helps allow <laughs> that's, that's heat a good in. Point. That's a good point. And then also to trap said heat. Never thought about it that way, guy. But you are did right. Glass is incredible in this respect. It certainly is. What was a positive experience during the movie?
2: And the animation style I liked, um, which makes me feel sorry for the visual effects artists because they they took their time and they did it. It was very. It looked very
1: DreamWorksy to me. It was like How to Train you know, Your Dragon. Very rarely do I not take to the animation style of a, a film, a modern film? Like I think I I as a rule. You Assume I will enjoy any animation so. I'm trying to think of instances where I've been frustrated. I feel what like. What about that more... Christmas movie we watched? The kids have. Of... That was unique in its spectacular badness. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but for all the wrong but reasons. It doesn't,
2: it... So for the, and for this movie. Yeah, again, I loved just it. Flies under. It's a waste
1: of the technology. You said at some point that whatever it was required to build, this there was a
2: movie. render farm that exported this movie that could have been used to try and solve cancer. It wasn't. That computing power got put into the Emoji movie instead. This is why humanity cannot have nice things. Because we have imbued lumps of rock with lightning and they do fantastic math for us. And then the application we throw at that incredible process we've made is producing a movie where Knight of the Realm, Sir Patrick Stewart, plays human feces and delivers six lines for what I imagine is a million dollar paycheck. We're just animals at the zoo, man. You can dress it up, put your fun flat screen fucking TV, big screen TVs in your
1: house, but we're just monkeys at the zoo. Is that what? I mean, I feel like all of the takeaways you're presenting from this movie are very dark and represent the worst of humanity. It's just I don't know.
2: It was it's just, I hated it. It's the um, it's that classic dangerous combo of a writer director as well. Like that, there wasn't enough um, same person. Yeah,
1: it doesn't. His name to already. me, it doesn't feel like. A one person show For me it does not feel like a Not enough people It feels like a too many people Yeah and that's I think probably quite a common problem With animated films Because there's so
2: much money That goes into them And you kind of like I guess it's very expensive To remake stuff
1: maybe I find it you don't want to fuck it up Yeah actually that's a good question Or a uh, 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 I've, you see
2: like you see the behind the scenes of the Pixar movies and they take they storyboard them for like 4 yeah, years.
1: I find it more depressing when an animated movie fails this aggressively and is this bad because it does take longer and it is harder to correct mistakes as they're happening. And so the idea of advancing deeper and deeper into this ongoing mistake or disaster you're creating becomes really, like, overwhelmed. It's a quicksand sort of experience. You're talking where, about cats. Uh, I'm describing cats as well now. Yeah, but it's...
2: TJ Miller said, and I don't know if this is true, but TJ Miller said this is the world's fastest produced animated feature film ever.
1: That's the sort of soundbite you really want your lead actor to be giving out as the movie is simply savaged by critics. That's not the sort of information they can latch onto and sort of, you know point to is a reason why the movie might be awful mm. what's your favorite emoji Man. not from the film oh just in general i don't really use emojis
2: but i tell there's you what it your is problem. i know what it is it's the upside down smiley what does that represent to
1: you anything and that's the beauty of it i hate that do you i like too it. ambiguous i need to know what an emoji represents there's an emoji that has like there's an emoji that is like gritting teeth or bearing teeth. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Which is sort of it's like, like this. And I never know what it. I, when someone sends it to me, I don't know if they're happy or sad or oh, different that like to what's happening. Something's fucked up, and I'm nervous about what's about to the other shoe to drop. Possibly. That's how I've always read it. I like clarity in my emoji. The only unclear emoji I like is the sort of rumpled face. It's semi-new. It's got like its its mouth does not go in a straight line or a smile. It's sort of. It's a squiggle, and one of its eyes is kind of crushed down. It's almost cocking an eyebrow, and it's just like... <laughs> Does it look wasted? It doesn't look wasted. It just looks like, wow, we are really in a situation here. <laughs> and that is who should be... You shouldn't have meh lead the film. You should have a definable emotional quality. Exactly. Or at least... You identified that immediately. You were like, they have backed the
2: wrong fucking <laughs> emoji here to hang a film off of. 100%. The only... The only emo- Emoji is short for emotional icon, I assume.
1: That was a gag I liked. What? At one point, uh, Gene, the lead, bumps into an emoticon, which is, for anyone listening who's not familiar with them, it's an assembly of characters that are otherwise used in punctuation that could create faces. So it's like a backslash and then semicolon, which creates
2: a slanty Winky face. face. Yeah. Yeah. and oh yeah it's like a so it's not an emoji but you're just using characters it's a on the keyboard. close
1: parenthesis dash colon would be a smiley face. The and internet used to be lousy with him back in the day. And he bumped into one of them. He, he bumped into one of them and a part of its face fell apart and he said I I hate bumping into old people or you're something. You're knocking over the elderly. Knocking over the elderly and that was I think anything you know, it anything that registered as a joke and that I could understand the constituent parts of was fine by me. Feels like we're very drained from the film. How do you feel? I felt. Out of emoji? Well, I... Was I, I, it the room? I hated it. The room, yeah. I got up halfway through. I said, Tim, can we please pause the movie? I said no. T- uh, t- uh, and I said, it was saying to get a glass of water. And Tim said no. And then I, I think I probably at that point looked as depressed as you would have seen me for quite a while. It was a low air. I was in a dark zone. And then I went outside. I got some fresh air. I filled up two. Big glasses of icy water. I brought them back and I sat down. And I said, I feel lighter. I feel a million times better. And so there was some positivity I got from that experience that carried me through to the end that I sort of was hoping to bring to the podcast. But you have, I feel like you've used your system override and how much you despise the movie. The I experience. am powerful. I'm a powerful black hole of positivity. Yeah. Who was your favorite voice actor in the film when you were a lot of famous people that were there? Uh, I enjoyed Maya Rudolph. Probably most intriguing was there were some internet trolls. That doesn't make sense, by the way. No. Get into it. Why? So there are internet trolls who are sort of these green, they're meant to be quite grotesque uh, creatures who represent sort of just negativity or, you know, uh, naysayers, people who will be rude to you for no apparent reason. They just were meant to represent internet trolls. But... They can't exist in the same world as emojis because internet trolls are people on keyboards who have the use of emojis to communicate their negative thoughts or feelings. Yeah, I don't understand. That was an example. Do you know what, though? I didn't question it in the film, which is an example of the movie. You just skip past something. Yeah, not asking the question and therefore not confusing the audience.
2: If they had had that attitude with everything, though, then you wouldn't question anything. It'd just be like, here's a bunch of internet style shit that's here. But because they like stop down, they're like, hey, here's how Let's Dance works. Mm. Shut up for a second, movie guy. Fucking pay attention to me for a second. I'm gonna teach you the rules of this app that you're not playing. Because yeah. you're in the fucking movies right now.
1: It's bad. Outrageous. Christine Aguilera was the voice of that just dance woman, by the way. Gotcha. And the most intriguing casting, or the one She did, they killed her. This is
2: uh just an example of the lack of sort of storytelling now. So I feel like they have no care for the characters in this. All right. We hang out with the, so they've, they've made a big human woman, Sprite uh, instructor for let's dance. And we hang out with her for a bit. There's a bit of back and forth. She's leading a dance. She rewards them with praise and uh, little, um, uh, achievements when they're doing well. And then, um, we zoom out to the human world where the boy's phone is making sound because these apps are fucking around. And then the guy like freaks out cause he's in class. He's getting embarrassed by it. just starts making noise. So he deletes the app and you see all of the edifice and all of the sort of infrastructure around the app start to crumble away and disappear into the ether. And you watch Christina Aguilera's character die in front of you. Quite horrifying. It's kind it's, of awesome.
1: Especially cause this is a kid's film. Uh, but yeah, one of the internet trolls was voiced by Jeff Ross, and I was very familiar with the voice. I couldn't pick it, and I actually had to look it up to know. And I guess in creating a question I wanted the answer to, the movie succeeded. So that was my <laughs> favorite piece of voice. Uh, would you like to do yours? I've got something to read to you here after after you I don't it. care. Go. Um, well, the... No, oh, the film was inspired so by Wreck-It Ralph. They saw that
2: and they were like, we too want to no, make some money.
1: The film was in fact inspired by the director Tony Le- Leondis. And I just want to quickly see what else Tony Leondis did because it has done. Bad things. And I'm not talking films. I'm talking life actions. Directed one of the Kung Fu Panda films. They were good. Lilo and Stitch 2. Uh... Yeah, the is, is, okay, is so he knows how to do animated, animated films? The film was inspired by director Tony Leondis' love of Toy Story. Could you see oh, that? Oh, honey. I know. Wanting to, wanting to make a new take on the concept, he began asking himself, what is the new toy out there that hasn't been explored? At the same time, imagine this. If you're trying to come up with an idea, imagine this lightning rod striking you through your phone. At the same time, Leondis received a text message with an emoji which helped him realise that this was the world he wanted to explore. In fleshing out the story, Leondas considered having the emojis visit the real world. However, his producer felt that the world inside a phone was much more interesting, which inspired Leondas to create the story of where and how emojis lived. Well, then he just watched fucking four seasons of Reboot back-to-back,
2: or however many exist, and then bloody set to work on a screenplay. Mm. Tony... You made a lot of money. At the end of the day, what were you here to do? This is a film that contains product placement for a lot of the screen time from uh, incredibly amoral companies, including Facebook, Spotify, you know, who respectively have damaged our faith in Twitter. Well, hold on for a second. As responsible, they've destroyed our faith in privacy. They're just selling our data, Spotify, ripping off artists. What's Twitter done? Not taking the Nazis down. People keep telling me that's Helping disseminate disinformation. Sure. Not policing that. Do you feel like Twitter, I guess they had to pay to play in this because otherwise the company would sue them for having the logos in there, right?
1: Instagram, a Facebook property. Yeah. It's all bad news.
2: Dropbox, Um, however. Yeah, I think they're right. They've had some security breaches over the years, but hey, who among us hasn't? That's right. Just get some two-factor authentication on there. The point remains, I feel like this was a payday, and in that regard, Tony, you done did it. But the thing is, Toy Story was a commercial success too, and it was also heartwarming. Yeah, Toy Story 4, probably one of the last movies I remember to make me cry. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm just comparing it to our mood coming out of the Emoji film, and that Tony's reach was to try and replicate that absolute masterpiece of cinema. This has been an entirely depressing um, endeavour and I would like to uh, just wave the bird. We are filming this at the Patreon pouts who selected this movie. Well done. Well done, everyone. Uh, I'd like to congratulate you on picking such a god-awful film. Um, I feel very affected by it. So I'm going to go and do something else now. Probably get on a big bathtub with a bunch of ice, drop
1: my body temperature. I'm going to throw a plugged-in toaster in there. Tim, I'd like to give you a motivational quote to end this. Mm-hmm. because An emojionative? No. It, dang it. This is a quote from Forbes.com, which used to be some sort of financial <laughs> empire website and is now, I think, they don't know, like an offshoot of BuzzFeed. Do today's duty. Fight today's temptation. Do not weaken and distract yourself by looking forward to things you cannot see and could not understand if you saw them. Do today what should be done. Your tomorrow may never come. Today is the pupil of yesterday. That was the emoji movie in a quote. Go fuck yourselves. Whoever voted for this, go fuck yourselves. Vote in the 25th Reich or whatever. That movie that was suggested. Do something for us. For once in your goddamn lives. Um, Tim... Yeah, I love you But this us, is why I did, didn't like spending time with you They gave us Primer That I'm, was good Negative associations Negative associations with you yeah. Negative associations with the film Negative associations with your lovely house You like Primer
2: though? It was good It was the time travel one We watched in LA
1: Oh that was fucking crazy okay. Yeah you guys have put me On some pretty interesting <laughs> shit But go fuck yourselves this month
2: Bye everyone Thanks for playing <sighs>
1: Okay, son, what do we do after we go potty?
2: Should we wash our hands? (laughs)
0: We're We're number number two.
1: two. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50